Without Liquor. Welcome to this episode of Laughing Without Liquor, a woman's guide to living it up without the booze. Join your long-term recovery hosts, Lane Kennedy and Tamar Medford, as they have insightful conversations with others on an alcohol-free journey. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive into this episode. All right, before we get into today's episode, I want you to know that we have an awesome sponsor. Are you ready for it? It's called the Laughing Without Liquor newsletter. You can find out more information over at laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. But here's the get. When you sign up, you get all of our juicy discounts. Now, the first discount that I want to share with you is my big discount to the class. Have you ever taken the class with Taryn or Sophia or Sam or, I mean, there's so many amazing teachers over there. This is my preferred method of sweat, the class. Not only do I sweat, but sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm laughing. Sometimes I am, well, definitely I'm getting a workout. Super spiritual, super fun, super funky. Go check them out. But first you have to get on our newsletter over at you said it, laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. Grab that newsletter. But you know, when you get into that newsletter, I have something else I'm going to give to you, which is our Unleash Your Self-Preservation. It's kind of a little mini course that you're going to jump into when you join, because we know that you are here to win it every day. So go check that out over at, again, you know it, laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. Sign up and you'll get all of our juicy discounts. Thanks for supporting our show. And now let's get into today's episode. Laughing Without Liquor, the content presented on the Laughing Without Liquor website and podcast is for informational purpose only and not intended to diagnose or treat disease. Before making any changes to your nutrition or supplementation, please make sure to check with your physician or healthcare provider. Laughing Without Liquor podcast is for general information purpose only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including or giving medical advice and no doctor patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition that they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare profession. So we're just letting you know that we're here sharing our experience, and we want you to take your health serious. So that's our disclaimer. Enjoy the show. I'm ready to roll. You ready? Rumble. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so good. What's happening? I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And we're hanging out with you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I just, I don't know what it is about saying all that, but I love saying it. Why is that? I'm such a nerd. Well, I feel like, you know, our listeners are our people, right? You are with us on this journey and it feels so good to be, because, you know, I remember when I started podcasting, Mm -hmm. I would talk into the mic and I was terrified, first of all, but like not as focused on you, the listener. And so I just feel like now more and more as we open up about our journeys, you're with us, you're walking along with us. And that feels good. 
It does. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, what's what's happening today, tomorrow? It's it's a beautiful day here in San Francisco. How is it up in Canada? Canada? Canada. <laughs> Connecticut. Um, it is wonderful. It's beautiful. Actually, we had about a week of rain, which we needed mm. uh, because in our area of the country, there's been crazy fires this year. Mm. And so we had a week of rain, which we should be used to. But when you haven't had any rain since June, you kind of go into shock a little bit, but um, it was refreshing. The sky is blue again. Nice. And it's a nice, it's a nice, cozy temperature it's in like the high 70s so it's really nice i love it me it's too feeling yeah i can still wear my Ooh. shorts and flip-flops and not feel like i'm silly doing it because i'll wear that mm. all year round are you reading any new books lately are you reading anything new not right now actually I mean, you're the I reader you know you're like oh, i gotta be in the reading club <laughs> yes Jesus. I, well with kids now and yeah. I need to be more intentional about my reading again. Mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. a lot harder. You know, parenting's hard. Parenting is really hard. After dinner, uh, we have a ritual. I guess I, I think I started this during the summertime where after dinner, we would all read for a minimum of 30 minutes. Mm. And it's actually, it's now like an hour after dinner. We all read. Um, I just, I'm bringing this up because I'm reading a, a new book on redox. Uh, which is about <laughs> cellular health and, uh, you know, how, <laughs> how we all are unwinding coming apart. So, yeah, mm -hmm. which it's, it's connected to our conversation today. It is. Yes. And I do love reading. Mm. We've, I think, I feel like we've switched reading with games right now mm, because, yeah. you know, we, the, t the, you know, the kids are neurodivergent. We've talked about that on the show before. Yep, yep. And one of them just entered the world of college and is really struggling with kind of life circumstances Ooh, in our yeah, household right now. Either, yeah. So we're trying to be very intentional about the time we spend with the kids. And I mean, Melody and I love games. We, we play them all the time, but now we're trying to incorporate that. So I, I feel like that is a positive replacement of reading, but reading needs to get in there again. Reading is good. Reading and games. It's fun. Good family yep. times. Exactly. It's great. No mm -hmm. devices. No. Oh, uh, phones device. drive me crazy. Uh, okay. So let's chat about our conversation. <laughs> are you ready? Because I know I'm ready. I'm ready. What are, we, what are we talking about? We're talking about weight gain and sobriety. Oh, oh God. It's such a this is like a subject matter that people don't want to talk about. They so, want to ignore it. They do. Can I go back? Yeah, let's for a go. Minute? Yeah. Okay. So back in 2011, when, when I did had you get sober? 2012. Okay. I would say 2011 was when I hit that spiritual bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. I was 215 pounds. I was unhappily married. I was financially bankrupt and spiritually bankrupt. And I had come to a point where I'm like, something has to change or I'm not going to want to live anymore. I didn't want to live at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talked about this actually a couple of weeks ago about having to go inward because I was overweight. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I was thinking, well, I don't have a problem with alcohol. There's just a problem with my weight. And so mm-hmm. I actually end up hiring a personal trainer, getting the gym membership, right? The whole New Year's resolution thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I set on this journey. Now, little did I know at the time that the woman I hired was in recovery. She was mm-hmm. sober. And, you know, G-O-D we had gone to, right I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had gone to mm-hmm. high school together. So, you know, we already had that, like, common ground because we could joke around about where we went to high school, but I embarked in this journey and I figured that if I could change the way I looked on the outside, it would heal how I felt on the inside. Mm -hmm. So six months later, doing great, I still felt broken. I felt better physically, but Mm -hmm. inside there was still this, like, I don't love myself. I'm looking better, but this is not the Tamar that I want to be. And, you know, my, my trainer had actually kind of called me out on that and said, you know, you're, when I got sober in June of 2012, you're running your, you know, training and your physical health parallel to your sobriety. Like you need to be looking at your sobriety a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so I had lost 75 pounds that first year which was great. I did it very unhealthy. Which is so much weight. So much weight. In one year or how long? One year from February till February. 75 pounds. Yes. But I was Mm -hmm. eating chicken, broccoli, and rice. Oh my God. Every day. I was working out six, seven days a week. And if you're listening to this and you're, you know, maybe you're in early recovery, a lot of people do this. This is incredibly common mm-hmm. for us to go, hey, look at, we're in recovery and we're going to share that with everybody now, how you have to go to the gym. But I was not doing it in a healthy manner But it also happens, whatsoever. I think this happens when you're five years or 10 years too, when you're just at that place of like, oh my God, what's wrong? Totally. I have all the stuff and I'm still not feeling great. Yeah. And I look like this. Okay. But I mentioned that because people like I did will use that to feel good about themselves instead of doing the internal work, right? It's the external work that they're doing. But guess what? Over Mm -hmm. the next 10 years after I quit and realized that was very unhealthy, Mm -hmm. you know what happened? Because I was still craving sugar from the alcohol, I started eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. I was so, I was depriving myself so much in that first year, I gained the weight back plus. Yeah. A- and I think it's very common so for funny. people who get into, the, you know, start to live an alcohol-free life. Mm-hmm. They start to make these positive changes, except <laughs> we replace it with other habits, let's just say. Yes, a hundred percent. So you put on 70, no, you, so you took off the 75 and then put back on 75 plus some in year, what year? How long were you into recovery at that point? uh, Almost 11 years. Okay, I get it. Like I had slowly gained it back. And then during that, I would say during the first nine years of my recovery, it was yo-yo dieting again, right? Because I, we like the quick fix. Mm -hmm. We like the instant gratification. So I'm like, well, I can just stop eating carbs for three months and I can lose Mm -hmm. 40 pounds. And guess what I did? But every time I would go off because it wasn't sustainable and up I went again. Got it. 
This is the first time I am not on a diet. Right. You're on a lifestyle plan. Exactly. I think that's what it takes is a lifestyle plan. And if you go into, I think it's really interesting when you go into, if you're a 12 step person and you just look around into a room and you see people and they're all, a majority I'll say, I won't even put it into a room. I will just say, go to your local grocery store, walk down the street and start looking at people. I went to, excuse me, Disneyland and I was horrified when I looked around and just looked at the population and it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh my God, that's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, it's, it's not that we're bad people and we're eating, right. It's we're living in a society that our body genetically, right. We have not evolved fast enough. We're eating modified food. We're living under a stress, like stress zone. And you said something interesting. You said you were eating chicken, rice, and broccoli and working out six days a week, right? So you have stress, stress, stress. Yeah. Not enough nutrients. Mm-hmm. And you're under the pressure of working out too much. Stress, mm-hmm. stress, stress. Yep. So it's like, it's not only about long-term recovery. It's it's everybody is in this situation right now. I think we're just looking, this is like an epidemic. It's a real issue. I- and when we talk about lifestyle, we're not talking about a specific diet diet type like no. keto or whatever and making that a lifestyle because believe it or not, that might not be good for you. Mm-hmm. Just because it helped you take off the weight does not mean that your body likes that. And I think we're very fortunate that we get to talk with doctors and and mm-hmm. you know experts that actually focus on this area metabolism. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even know until, you know, how many months ago that I have this comp gene, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. affects me. Caffeine yep. affects me. Well, guess yep. what I did the first 11 years of my recovery? I had never drank coffee until I got sober. Are you serious? Guess, I'm serious. I hated coffee. <laughs> but when I started training, my trainer said, Tamara, you can drink black coffee, uh-huh. tea or water. That's oh it. And oh I stuck God. with that for the most part, right? Because I'm like a go-getter and I'm going to follow everything to a T, even if it's unhealthy. And so a lifestyle is not being stuck to a specific type of diet because your friends Mm -hmm. are doing it. It's learning what your body needs. Correct. Being insulin controlled though, I'm just going to say is for everybody. (laughs) Let's just, let let me just throw that out there, (laughs) right? Like being insulin controlled uh, is for everybody. You don't even have to know your DNA for that, but knowing your DNA or understanding what works for you is going to help. Uh, oh my God. So important. I'm just going back in my Rolodex of time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I, I think when I first got, I mean, when I first got sober, I was, you know, modeling and the perfect size. Right. So there was no problem. And then I think it was in year mm, three, I got sick and my, I ballooned up and I, all kinds of weird things were happening with my body. And then I moved to Bangkok and lived in Thailand and my body started to even out. So I think, 
And then I came back. So I've had this like 10 pound fluctuation happening with moving in life and moving in life. And then when I had my kid, that was just a disaster. Like I could not get that postpartum weight off me. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't budge. And that was really, really sad. And I just, I, I just accepted it literally just was like, okay, I guess this is the mom body that I have to live with now. And, and just, it was a part of who I was and I wasn't happy about it. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that I had a crew of girlfriends uh, who were, you know, we'd all talk about it. Like it's just normalized it. Like this is just mm-hmm. the way it is, which made me feel okay. Yeah. I'm now, you know, I'm no longer 125, 130. Now I'm 145. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And then I think the next time I kind of ballooned was, you know, when menopause starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And that, and then that's scary because then you're like, oh my God, this is normal. Again, it's normalized. Oh, you, you reach menopause and yeah, you put on that 15 pounds, 10 pounds. It's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay tomorrow. So then well, was 45, 55, 60. I mean, my highest weight was 161. So, mm-hmm. which is just too, too much for my, for my body, right? My, I have smaller bones. I, it's, no. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. No, no, that's okay. Um, and for myself, and I'm going to go back to DNA now because, mm-hmm. you know, when we talked about, you know, my body, when I look at a full plate of food, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. I want to eat that full plate. And there's right. oftentimes right. where I'm like, I didn't need that. I didn't right. need that. And right. you and I had talked and you said, Tamar, right. you will probably always be a little bit bigger, right? Because yeah. I got down to 145. Mm-hmm. But where my body is most comfortable is usually around 160. If I eat, you know, nourishing food, I take care of myself, um, which for me, I used to exercise six, seven days a week. And I used to think I had to do that to get to that weight. Now I'm working out three days a week. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that looks like yoga, mm-hmm. Zumba, you know, pickleball weightlifting, it can change up. I'm not working out five days a week anymore because my Mm -hmm. body doesn't like that. My body needs to recover. And so Mm -hmm. when we, for me, it's more about, I don't want to die young. Right. You know, it's not as much about the weight anymore as it Mm -hmm. is about, I want to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be sitting there eating five pieces of pizza every time Mm -hmm. we order a pizza, right? having to finish off my meal and then ordering dessert when I'm really stuffed and already mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. sick. It's more about my longevity today than it is about the number on the scale. Hey, just a little reminder, just a little tiny reminder to make sure you head on over to laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter so you can start unleashing your self-preservation. We want you to live your ultimate life. And we've got that for you over at the newsletter. Remember laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter and unleash your self-preservation. All right, let's get back to the show now. 
Okay, I just pulled up your DNA because I was like, the comp gene, right? You were talking about that. And then I was like, oh my God, that's right. So I'm just going to remind you about this, right? Because you do have uh, the pathway of, I I just, I don't, do I want to bring this up right now? I do because it's important. Yeah. So your system's pathway, again, I'm just going to go back to the glucose and insulin resistance. And your pathway is a little sluggish, right? So if you don't know this by looking at your DNA, you're going to continue to eat, uh, you know, carbohydrates, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to think, oh, potatoes are fine for me, but really you should be eating sweet potatoes. You're going to continue to eat, um, sweeter vegetables, carrots, beets, right? But if you know that you need to be more glucose and insulin reserved or control, like the lifestyle that I'm living, then you're going to be like, no, I'm just sticking to my sweet potatoes and my broccoli. And right. You're going to change the way that you start eating and you're going to start supplementing with, you know, some, I don't know, like some selenium or some reversitrol, or you're going to put things in to support that glucose and insulin pathway. I just had to remind you about that tomorrow. Sorry. Yes. Went down the rabbit hole. But I think that's something, again, in recovery, we, we just eat, right? We're, we're going to eat our feelings. We're just going to ignore what's going on and we're going to start drinking, you know, two gallons of coffee every day. And what that is doing to the cascade of the, of the body just ruins it. It mm-hmm. just completely down regulates it. And then it down regulates the DNA, which then you're putting yourself in that disease state, mm-hmm. which then gets you closer to doctor bills <laughs> and the doctors, the allopathic medicine saying, well, I can put you on a statin or, you know, you, you have fatty liver disease now. So you know, we're going to have to take measures on that where all of that stuff can be corrected through lifestyle interventions. If you know your DNA, I'm not like, I just get crazy about this. I can't help it. (laughs) Well, and I wanted to mention it because I was doing everything based on what others were telling me that I should do. Right. But every body type is different. Right. Well, here it goes back to like just, uh, broccoli, you said rice, White rice? Chicken rice, yeah. Chicken rice, right? So right there, insulin is spiking every time you're eating that white rice, which is, oh my God, so bad for your little body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're following the direction of your trainer, right? Somebody's right. saying, this is what you need to do, but that's not for you to mar the perfect yeah. being. Exactly. And you know, she had told me to experiment, but I'm pretty stubborn. And I'm like, nope, this works for me. I'm just going to keep eating that because I have this very addictive thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think people who decide to live a sober life need to remember. And this is where I bring it back to community and having that support network Mm -hmm. is that when we decide to put down the alcohol, Mm -hmm. If we don't work on ourselves internally, we will pick up something else, whether that's food, sex, gambling, like it does the desire to cope does not go away. So Mm -hmm. if we are not around people who can support us and help us and get us, you know, through situations Mm -hmm. where we can be Mm -hmm. vulnerable and honest, we're going to pick up somewhere else. It, it, 
And, you know, and most people do. Most people turn to food because yep. it's, it's something easy. we have to eat. Exactly. Yep. And it's right there. It's right there, right? <laughs> the other thing, I'm just, again, I'm looking at your report, right? So <laughs> if you're working out six days a week, which is great for you because you or your body responds to exercise and make, you can melt off that fat, but you weren't resting and your body needs the rest in between. Right. Yeah. You, it's like, so you, it's, it's just so fascinating. I, I just go back to this and I, I love it so much, uh, but yes, got to find out, um, you know, what's making you pick up the donuts, yeah. what's making you pick up the Snickers bars, what's making you pick up the jar of peanut butter. That's, that's the spiritual journey. That's the self-preservation journey that Tamar and I are on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's are. so cool. It's, I don't know. I get fired up about this stuff. I just, I can't <laughs> stop it. I can't stop. It's just like, I'm like, everybody should live like this. It's so easy. Once you understand it, you're like, there's no other option. Mm-hmm. I don't. So yeah, so I don't, I don't weigh 161 pounds anymore. You know, I went to my doctor and she's like, what's going on? I said, well, I became my own patient. I became my own client. And she was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, and the reality is not all doctors focus no. on this area. You know, my own, my family doctor, he's mm-hmm. great, but he, you know, will guide me to a website. He will guide me to studies and whatever. But, right. you know, I'm dealing more and more with doctors that actually focus on metabolism now, right? Right. Getting to know what my DNA is and then building a lifestyle around the information that is right for me. Yep. Right. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people in recovery, women, especially when we start turning to the donuts, right? To the pizza and not to say you can't have any of that stuff, but when we start turning to that stuff to cope we're going to get weight. We're going to start yep. getting depressed. Yep. Our sobriety is going to suffer as a result. Jeopardy. I know mine did. Yep. Right. And then we're just one step away from picking up that glass of wine again after a yep. stressful day when the kids aren't settling down. 100%. And I think even when it comes to, you know, watching our weight, watching our health, that is all like our sobriety is at stake. Every Mm -hmm. time we start to pick up something to cope, when we, like you said, we have to look at the why. Why are we picking that up and why are we not dealing with that? Because I know loneliness, like Mm -hmm. being lonely, I can be alone, but when I start to feel lonely, I start to isolate and that's where the, you know, the the, thinking goes wrong. Right. So it's, it's, it's having, again, it's being connected. I'm just going to go inside. You got to go inside. It's going back to the spiritual again. You got to go inside. You got to know God. You got to listen and say, oh, I'm going to change today. This is it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to join Tamar and Lane on self-preservation. I'm going all in because you can't Mm -hmm. do it. It's like you just can't do it alone. You have to have some support, Mm -hmm. right? You have to have a circle, some guidance. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's like we want to be alone and do things ourselves. I could do it all. But it's, I don't know if it's possible. Like, I don't think it's possible. I mean, maybe it's possible. It's not going to be any fun. Like, I don't want that. I want to be laughing all the way and having a good time. Exactly. 
And it's, you know, have you ever noticed women, I, I notice a lot of women actually around our age, right? The mm-hmm. Gen Xers mm-hmm. that will have a group of women and go out hiking mm-hmm. together or they go for a walk or they do yeah. little clubs together and they're laughing and yeah. having fun. So That's the way life should be lived. All the time. I want yeah. more of that. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you know, we're writing a book. Yeah, we are. We're writing a book for you. So uh, when is that coming out? It's going to be coming out in November. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I think we have some chapters on self-preservation and Mm -hmm. weight in there. Uh, If you're struggling with this topic, you know, I just want to invite you to be open to the possibilities of change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want you to be open to the possibility of change. Reach out to us. Uh, between tomorrow and I, you know, we could probably point you in the right direction or support you uh, in making that change. Oh my goodness. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. No, I just, you know, I uh, reach out to us. That's, I can't stress that enough because no, you don't have to do this alone. And so many women are struggling with this topic I mean, I know when I gained all the weight back, I was feeling awful. It affected me in every way. And I mean, I got to a point where I didn't even want to go outside or go out for dinner Mm -hmm. with a friend I hadn't seen for a few months, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was, I was embarrassed. And of course, you know, I go out with people and my friends love me. They're like, Hey, we're walking this journey with you. You got this. Mm -hmm. I needed that. So, you know, nothing, just reach out to us. Yeah, I, I joke about, you know, my underwear not fitting and having, you know, three pair of jeans all in different sizes, buying the same cutler. It, like all of that is like funny because I'm like I have to keep it real. Yeah. You know, like I have to keep it real. But there's no reason for me to have underwear that don't fit. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So getting down to the cause, going down deep inside and saying enough is enough, like my underwear fit now. Thank God. I bought new underwear. (laughs) I bought some sexy, sassy underwear. But you know, like (laughs) I'm back in my pants and my clothes that I used to wear, you know, like it's, I deserve, I am worthy of a healthy Mm -hmm. body. If you hear nothing today, I want you to hear that, that you are worthy of having a healthy, strong body, right? You put down the drink or you put down gambling or you put down whatever it is, men, women, you put it down and now it's you on you and you deserve and you are worthy Mm -hmm. of living your best life. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Love that. Uh, I think we can put a bow on it. I think so. This has been fun, Lane. Oh, so intense. Jesus, I don't know why I got so crazy there. <laughs> it's good. I can't help it. I just can't help myself. It's, when you're passionate about something, you got to let people hear that. Yeah. I know. Thanks for hanging out with me, Tamar. It's been so awesome, Lane. We'll see everyone next time. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Laughing Without Liquor. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. 
Living in recovery can be a blast, and we are glad you're laughing without the liquor with us. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode. Until then, take care.